You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show, episode 149, Recharging Your Batteries in the Holy Land. Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're going to talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Caven Show. And welcome to the show, or I should say, Good morning, Boker Tov from the Holy Land, from Israel. It's good to come to you from the Holy Land, and I wanted to give you an update as to what's happening on this magnificent pilgrimage that we're we are on. We're we're at day eight right now on our pilgrimage and just having a a fantastic time. It's actually very early in the morning right now. I mean, very early. And uh, my wife, Emily, has taken off with a group of people to take a daily walk down to the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. It's one of the traditions that we, that we do every time we come to the Holy Land as we get up when we're in Jerusalem. We get up early and we walk through the quiet streets of the old city of Jerusalem to the Holy Sepulchre where you have two major events that took place. You have the crucifixion of Jesus and you have his resurrection, all contained in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. It is magnificent, and we do it every morning. I just did it yesterday, but I told I told Emily, I said, I need to stay behind today. I want to spend some time with, with all of my friends on the podcast and tell them what we are doing. We're basically having our, our batteries recharged over here on, on this pilgrimage, and I want to tell you just a few of the highlights so far. And the, the spiritual truths that come out that, that do recharge you when you go on a pilgrimage such as this. And it is a pilgrimage. And the people that we're, we're with, uh, traveling with, will all tell you that every day is different, weather's different, challenges are different, blessings are different, insights, and it's all different. And it's different for everybody. That's the beauty of going on a pilgrimage. I think sometimes we we get into a rut, you know, in our lives. And I've, I, I have mentioned this earlier in the earlier podcast that sometimes we get into a rut and we actually fool our ourselves into thinking that we are walking as disciples of the Lord simply because we're studying, you know, or we're going to conferences, we're watching television, we're listening to Catholic radio, whatever it might be. And and that kind of replaces the actual walking as a disciple and doing the work as as a disciple. And when you go on a pilgrimage such as uh, to the Holy Land, uh, like the one we're on right now, you are reminded very quickly that that being a disciple of the Lord goes way beyond conferences and books and things. And it's real life. It's, it's, it's real encounters with real problems and situations. And that's what we are reminded of as we walk around the Sea of Galilee and we walk around the Mediterranean, or walk along the Mediterranean, I should say, and, and make our way into Jerusalem. My voice sounds a little bit different today because I caught just a little bit of a cold, but even a cold when you're in the Holy Land is not a bad thing and not something to get you to get you down. Hey, I want to, um, before I get into some of the things that we have uh, encountered on this, on this uh, uh, pilgrimage that has been recharging our batteries, I want to remind you that, that coming up in June 
of 2020, Father Mike Schmitz and I are leading another pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and we have incredible uh, friends joining us with Andrew and Sarah Swafford. Uh, many of you know the Swaffords out of Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. We have uh, great singers who are going to be joining us and doing concerts in uh, along the Sea of Galilee and Jerusalem for uh, for all of us. There's, there's going to be an awful lot of young adults on this trip. So this is a good a good pilgrimage coming up in June for young adults. But Ali Aliyah will be there. Taylor Chapote, Brother Isaiah will be there. And we have uh, six or seven other really good priests that are going to be joining us. So if you want information on that, that door is going to be closing pretty soon. So you might want to go to my website, jeffcavens.com, and get all of the information. Uh, Franciscan University is co-sponsoring this, and uh, Ascension Press, uh, it looks like, is going to be there as well joining us. So it's going to be a great trip. Don't don't let this one pass you by, uh, and it really doesn't matter what age you are, but we want you on that trip in June. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful pilgrimage. Well, you know, a pilgrimage does recharge your your batteries, your spiritual batteries. Uh, so often I, I hear from people that uh, when we get over here, like the second or third day, they'll say, man, I needed this. You know, I needed some time. I, I just needed some time to focus on the Lord, to walk with the Lord. And, and that's what we do over here. We don't just sit down and study. You know, we don't just sit down and open up our Bibles and and go through lessons. We walk together on these pilgrimages. We talk together. We pray. We have mass at all of the the really really critical places. You know, like like so far we have had mass in in um, uh, Caesarea. We've had mass in Magdala where Mary Magdalene was from. We've had mass in Bethlehem. We had we were we're, we're having mass in the Holy Sepulchre. Just amazing places. And 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 we're entering the stories and we're bringing the the cares and the the uh, the problems and the hurdles and the questions that we're facing in life right now. We're bringing them to the pilgrimage. And John Paul II, you know, tells us that when you go on a pilgrimage such as this, you are going back to your roots, but you're not walking alone. You're walking with the Lord. The Lord is going with you on that pilgrimage, and you have the added assistance of the Blessed Mother and the saints to accompany you in accomplishing what God wants to accomplish in your life. And of course, there's pilgrimages all over the world in different different countries, but there is always something different about the Holy Land, about Israel. And many people will say to me, I've been to Rome and I've been to Israel. They're totally different. But they, they typically will say that when they come to the Holy Land, they'll say, I have come home. I have come home. And it is our home. As Christians, Jerusalem is our home. It's our home because it's where it's where our story culminates. It's where the the meaning of our life, the the, the suffering of Christ and the resurrection, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. This was in Jerusalem, and this is the culmination of of our story. And without that, our story doesn't make sense anymore. So I, I would ask you to pray about someday coming to the Holy Land. And I would love to, to, to bring you over here and walk with you. And let me tell you just a couple things that are different about our pilgrimages. And I, this is my 56th pilgrimage to the Holy Land. So we kind of worked out the details. I think what makes these pilgrimages different, 
than other pilgrimage, pilgrimages is that Emily and I are with you. We walk with you. We eat with you. We spend time with you and pray with you. We are available, accessible. And that's why we come over is because it gives us a rare opportunity to be with people that, that we've uh, perhaps encountered at a conference or with the people have heard one of my teachings uh, through Ascension Press. But now we get to spend some time together. We get to go to Mass together in Bethlehem. Uh, and so forth. I think another thing that's very different here is that we not only celebrate uh, Mass at the key locations, but we pray the mysteries of the Rosary every day on location where where they happen. And it's the people in the pilgrimage that are one the ones who are are praying. They're the ones who are leading in this area, and that's uh, that, that's exciting. Uh, another thing that that I think is, is really different is we have incredible guides that are so well uh, so well trained. But the, the beauty is, is that I work with those guides in a way where I do the Bible on location, and they do the cultural teaching and archaeological teaching, and uh, there's a real bond between us and a real synergy in the way, in the way, that, we, the way that we work. We also have, I would say, some of the most outstanding priests come with us on every single pilgrimage. And uh, they are available for confessions. We have confessions right on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And we just did that two nights ago. Incredible, just incredible, to go down to the Sea of Galilee and to see two big bonfires and to see all of our people sitting around the bonfire with priests right along the shore in chairs waiting to hear the confessions of God's people. That was mind-blowing when I walked down there. And, and our, our wonderful cantor, which is another thing, we have, we have the best cantors in the world. Uh, Jackie Francois Angel and Bobby Angel are with us right now. Some of you know uh, Jackie Francois Angel is one of, the, one of the best speakers in the country and a fantastic singer. And she led us in praise and worship right there at the Sea of Galilee that evening as people were, were going to confession. You, you put all of this together, along with the fact that I teach 30 times, over 30 times on the pilgrimage, on location. We're not just going here and walking through these places. We're teaching, we're encountering, we're praying. These are incredible pilgrimages. And if you, if you have ever thought about going to Israel, I really encourage you to mark off next January 2021, because we're coming back, and, and uh, save your pennies, it is a life changer. I, I cannot say that enough. You know, after 56 times, I remember after the maybe the fifth or sixth time, I was telling people that this is not just a trip, it's an investment in your life. That's really what it is, is an investment in your life because you never forget it. And once you come to the Holy Land and you read scripture uh, on location, like, for example, two days ago, we were on the Mount of Beatitudes in, in Galilee, and people were reading Matthew 5 through 7, the Sermon on the Mount. I, I promise you, for the rest of your life, when you hear the Sermon on the Mount in Mass, it's 3D in your mind and heart. You're seeing the Sea of Galilee. You're up on that Mount. And that does something. 
It really does something to solidify this walk with Christ, that it's real. It's not, it's not ethereal. It's not just theology. But he walked the shores of the Sea of Galilee. You're walking them. You're encountering the Word. And that is a spiritual investment that I think pays dividends for eternity, to be honest with you. So you, rep, you put all this together. Our, our pilgrimages are just A+. Plus. Uh, great coaches, uh, great hotels, great food, great fellowship. It is it is an experience of a lifetime. Well, enough about that. But I, I've just always wanted to tell you that because I'm over here now. My batteries are being recharged spiritually, and I love it. We came on the first day, and we started off our, our pilgrimage at Caesarea Maritima. We flew into Tel Aviv. And by the way, the whole world was saying, wow, you're going to Israel. Now, this is on the heels of the U.S. taking out uh, a terrorist from Iran and the networks uh, talking about how dangerous things are going to be. Uh, I think if you were to talk to our people right now, you would, you would hear them say, I have never felt more peaceful in my life. It's beautiful, peaceful, and there's, there's nothing on the news. And it's, if, you know, the news outside of here is quite a bit different than actually being over here. And uh, Israel has become such a great host for all of our, all of our people. Well, we landed in, in Tel Aviv and spent the night there. And of course, people have a little bit of jet lag coming over from the United States and Canada and some of the other countries, Australia, New Zealand. And then we started off our first day at Caesarea Maritima, right there on the Mediterranean. And we had an opening talk at a theater overlooking the Mediterranean. And we started to look at what our pilgrimage was going to look like. And we we did some uh, comparisons between King Herod and Paul, each one honoring a king. Uh, King Herod was honoring Caesar, and Paul was honoring Jesus Christ. And for the rest of the pilgrimage, we were going to see the evidence of Herod, which is just simply old buildings now, and we were going to see the evidence of Jesus Christ, which is a living, vibrant, and thriving church. After that, we went up to Mount Carmel, where uh, where Elijah uh, dealt with the prophets of Baal, and we had a great Great lunch with the Druze community up there, but we were, we were able to go to Mount Carmel. Now, the first two days, we had some rain, and and uh, people were prepared for that, but hey, that's part of life, and that's part of, part of the pilgrimage. After we left Mount Carmel, we had uh, just a beautiful mass as we made our way to the Sea of Galilee. And you see, the uh, the second night is going to be second, third, fourth, fifth nights are going to be a, around the Sea of Galilee, and we had mass at the ancient city of Magdala, right there on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. Now that's where Mary Magdalene is from, and Mary Magdalene is a key player in the life of Christ. She was the person who was present at the two most important points in Jesus' story. Well, there's a lot of important points, but she was there at the crucifixion, and she was there at the resurrection, which both of those are within the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, where my wife is right now with a group of people early in the morning now. So we had Mass at Mary, Mary uh, at Magdala, where Mary Magdalene is from, and it is a beautiful church. It is the most unusual church because it has the most unusual altar. The altar, uh, as you're looking uh, towards the altar on the other side of that, that's my wake-up call, <laughs> that's how early it is, 
uh, if you as you look as you look at the altar on right on the other side of the altar is the Sea of Galilee, and the altar is shaped like a great big boat, and so it's really uh, beautiful. You know what? I'll I'll put a picture in the show notes of the priest saying mass there, and um and and that's, that was a beautiful thing to to encounter Christ, and they by the way have found it at Magdala an ancient synagogue now that is uncovered and it is an archaeological site that people go to. And, uh, and it's really something to, no doubt Jesus was at that synagogue because it's right there up along the northern shore by Capernaum, which was his headquarters. We did go to Capernaum. Uh, Capernaum is one of my favorite places in all the Holy Land. It's right there on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. You could say it was Jesus' headquarters. It's his office. And 70% of, of the, the, the uh, drama in Jesus' life takes place right along this northern shore of the Sea of Galilee with Capernaum being at the center. And we had mass there in this church that is built right over St. Peter's house. And that's the, so much happened there. That's where the man, the paralytic, was let down through the roof. That's where Jesus healed uh, Peter's mother-in-law. Uh, some people say that's, uh, that's why Peter denied the Lord three times. Joke. But uh, Fulton Sheen talks about that. And so we, we spent quite a bit of time at Capernaum. And uh, then we went out on a boat on the Sea of Galilee, cut the engines for an hour, and I taught. I taught everybody right there on the water, on the Sea of Galilee, about the call to discipleship. And this is where it really hit us, I, I believe. I know it hit me that that a pilgrimage takes you beyond a conference. It takes you beyond a, a television show. It takes you beyond a book or a, a CD uh, or whatever it might be. And it brings you to the location it's like, it's like years ago, I, I love listening to the music of Phantom of the Opera, or maybe you like Cats or Les Mis, but when you go and see the Broadway show, it really comes alive, and you, you're not going to forget it, are you? I mean, you know what I mean, and that's what, that's what happens here, is that you've heard the stories, you've heard the stories, but suddenly now you're on stage where it happened, and you're thinking, wow, I mean, this... This did happen. It happened right here. So I gave a call to discipleship out on the boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and uh, it was very, very powerful, where I challenged people to go beyond simply studying and accumulating knowledge into following Jesus and becoming like Jesus. And uh, I guess all I can say is you had to have been there. There's something about teaching on the Sea of Galilee that was really, really incredible. Hey, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I want to tell you about a few other things that we have done uh, so far on the pilgrimage. And I also want to uh, end the show today by praying for you from the Holy Land and the needs, the concerns that you're facing in your life, and to know that uh, I'm thinking of you. And by the way, we do have your petitions. Many of you have sent your petitions in, your prayer petitions. We have them in big manila envelopes, and they are they are on the at the foot of the altar everywhere we have mass in the Holy Land. So we're bringing you with us. I know a lot of a lot of you have, have uh, sent those to us, and I appreciate that. When I come back, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our experience at the Jordan River. 
and it's the bat feast of uh, the baptism of Jesus, and we were there, one of the only groups in the entire world on Sunday. We were there during that feast. I'll tell you about that. You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show. When we pray the Stations of the Cross, we do so from the perspective of someone watching these events happen. We're in the crowd witnessing what Christ is enduring. But what if it was possible to draw closer to our Lord, to walk right next to Him, to hear the whispered prayers from His own lips? My name is Father Mark Toops, author of The Way of the Cross, praying the Psalms with Jesus. Jesus, as an observant Jewish man, would have gone through his days with the Psalms constantly on his lips. And in these new reflections on this ancient tradition, I want to invite you to come even closer to our Lord, to meditate on his heart and to pray as he would have prayed in the moments of his passion. It will fundamentally change the way you experience the Stations of the Cross. Don't just pray about Jesus, pray with him on the journey to Calvary. To order the way of the cross, praying the Psalms with Jesus, visit ascensionpress.com. Welcome back. Just kind of going over our pilgrimage. I am in the Holy Land right now. Emily, early in the morning, has taken a group down to the Holy Sepulchre because it opens up really early in the morning before the crowds come. And we did this yesterday. We go down there and we sit for a holy hour right there at Calvary, where you can touch the stone, where uh, Calvary uh, touch the stone of Calvary, and and then just a few feet away you have the burial tomb of Jesus. And so we go there early in the morning and spend a holy hour. And uh, most, you know, a lot of people do it every morning because they say, "Hey, I'm over here. I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up and go to the Holy Sepulchre. Not not too bad." We're talking about pilgrimage and recharging our spiritual batteries. Well, we um, we ended up moving on. We went uh, we went to the the day before yesterday to the baptismal site of Jesus. Now, what was so beautiful about about this is that we started the morning by having mass in Galilee at a place called Kersey. That's where the Gadarene demoniac went over the cliff into the sea. And then we took off from there, and we made our way down the Jordan Rift, along the Jordan River, all the way past Jericho to the lowest place on earth, the baptismal site of Jesus. And guess what? We renewed our promises, our baptismal promises right there. But here's the kicker. Then this, this happens. This happens in January when we go. It's happened six or seven times to us where we are at the site celebrating Mass or renewing baptismal promises on the feast day around the world. And so when we went down to the Jordan River uh, to renew our baptismal promises, it was the official feast of the baptism of Jesus around the world. Talk about cool. And so we went down there and I taught about that place and um, and uh, everything that happened in Matthew 3 and 4 with the baptism of Jesus, and then uh, then people renewed their baptismal promises. And it was Father Cheney from NDSU up in North Dakota at the Newman Center there. He's the one that uh, presided over that, 
or that uh, service. And it was beautiful where we all renewed our, our baptismal promises. And you know the story in Matthew chapter 3, right? You know 3 and 4 where Jesus went down into the water, came out of the water, went up into the wilderness for uh, 40 days and encountered the, the enemy three times and was victorious by quoting the Word of God from Deuteronomy 6 and 8. Well, we renewed our promises, and we uh, we suddenly realized that uh, Jesus went through the waters of baptism, came up, and the Holy Spirit came down upon him. And we hear the, the, the words of the Father, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. And uh, the only other time that we hear that voice is in Matthew 17 with the transfiguration. Those are the two times. And so we experience that, and we're reminded of what Jesus said when he said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And he sent his Son in the power of baptism in the Holy Spirit, and that's the way we are sent as well. Well, then after that, we made our ascent to Jerusalem. It isn't that long of a ride, but it's straight up. And uh, Jerusalem is up in the hills of Judea, up on the top. Uh, uh, you take you take a, a bus trip from Jericho and the baptism of Jesus down at the Jordan all the way up. It's called the Ascent. In fact, Psalms 124 to 134 are called the Psalms of Ascent, and they are the Psalms that you read when you ascend to Jerusalem. And we read many of those Psalms as we made that ascent, and then we were there in Jerusalem and we stopped and got off the bus and overlooked the city of Jerusalem, and we prayed, and it was electrifying. The next day, which was yesterday, we went to Bethlehem, and we celebrated Mass at St. Catherine's, and that's, that happens to be, by the way, where universally the Mass is broadcast from Bethlehem, and we had a great, great experience in, in Bethlehem. We went out to Shepherd's Field, and I taught about uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary as a source of mercy, as she gave birth to the source of mercy, Jesus Christ. And so we had a great time there and an amazing dinner, or lunch, I should say, in Bethlehem. And so today we're going to be uh, uh, just in about an hour and a half uh, as we get ready and we have breakfast and we go out uh, to our chariots, our buses. We're going to be going to the upper room this morning and praying. We're going to go to the upper room, and then a real highlight, we're going to be on the Mount of Olives. We're going to make our descent. We're going to stop halfway down at Dominus Flavit, where Jesus wept over Jerusalem in Matthew 23. Remember that? Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that city that, that uh, stoned the prophets. How often I would have gathered you together as a mother hen gathers her chicks, but you would not. Behold, your house is empty and desolate. And it's there that I'm going to speak about the meaning of suffering, the meaning of suffering. And then we're going to move on from there. So uh, that's so far. It's just been, it's just been incredible. I mean, are my batteries charged? Yes, they are. Uh, do I have a new perspective on walking with Jesus instead of studying about Jesus? Yes, I do. Now we should be doing this at home. Don't get me wrong. We're always on a pilgrimage, but you know, a pilgrimage is really to refocus and to to recharge those batteries, and uh, and that that's what's happening. Everybody's doing well, by the way. If you have loved ones on the pilgrimage right now, everybody is doing well. We don't have any major sickness, no major injuries, or or anything like that. 
So uh, I want to I want to pray with you and uh, and know that we're praying for you. I have I have mentioned you on the pilgrimage many times. That um, how much I love doing the podcast and spending time with you, and uh, and I know that you couldn't come on this particular trip, but I do hope you can come on another one. Uh, Save your pennies. Next January, we're going to have another trip that's going to be fantastic. And uh, you just have to make a point of it, you know, and save the pennies and and start to prepare and uh, and join us. It's there's just nothing like it. I, I I'm familiar with all kinds of pilgrimages to the Holy Land, and I think we have it right. I think we've got it right. And we uh, oh, last night. Uh, let me just throw this in before before I go. Last night when we went to Bethlehem, you know, we we try to minister to everybody. We involve everybody on these pilgrimages. Our guides are Jewish. We go to the Holy Land. We, we, we shop at a store that helps the Christian community. We went to an orphanage last night in Bethlehem and brought all kinds of goods with us to these children who are developmentally really challenged. And this, these sisters from Argentina have, have spent their life ministering to these children. And we went there and we gave, we played with the children. It was amazing. And then we divided up after that. And our people, we divided up into like groups of seven. And we had dinner with Palestinian families. Talk about interesting. Uh, we had uh, f- uh, dinner with uh, Palestinian families, and they came last came back to the buses last night, just talking and talking away about what it was like, and oh, really, really, really powerful. So that that took place just last night, and we stay uh, half our time at an at an Arab hotel, just a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, hospitality. So we're working with everybody over here, absolutely. Uh, everybody, and and that's the nature I think of Catholicism, isn't it? Well, I got to get going because I'm got to get ready and get some breakfast, and we're going to be making our way to the upper room this morning, and uh, and then we're going to go over to the Mount of Olives. The weather should be good today, and so we've got a big walking day today, and we're going to walk with Jesus. We're going to walk with the Blessed Mother and and uh, Peter and Paul, and just go deeper and ask the Lord to deal with us in our hearts in the areas that he wants to deal with us. So pray for us, will you? And we'll continue to pray for you. Again, big trip coming up in June of 2020 for young adults, but everybody is welcome. We've got a lot of age groups that are now joining the trip, so you are certainly welcome as well. You can get that information on my website, jeffcavens.com. By the way, keep your eyes open for this new series Check it out at ascensionpress.com. Marcellino D'Ambrosio and I have a brand new series on Jesus as part of the Ascension Press teaching program, and uh, I should say menu. And if you didn't know it, all of our series now are available on streaming. You just have to get the workbooks. We've got all the video streaming. And you can, you can actually in your parish have six, seven, eight, 10, 15 studies going on all at the same time during the week because in this technological age, it's just possible. And so that's, that's, all, that's all available if you, didn't, if you didn't know that. And also check out the study on Romans. Andrew Swafford, Dr. Andrew Swafford and I did a study on Romans that is available at ascensionpress.com as well. We also have great... Uh, partners who are available at ascensionpress.com. I'll put the number in the show notes. And if you call, 
They'll help you start your church up with some fantastic Bible studies. Let me pray for you, okay? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Lord, I, I, pr I pray here from Jerusalem. I pray for my brother and my sister that, that I pray, Lord, that, that you would move in their heart in such a way that you would draw them close to you and that they would be aware of this intimate relationship that you desire with them, this intimacy of the Eucharist, the intimacy of your word, the intimacy of walking by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that whatever is happening in their life right now, that you would be their shepherd, you would be their healer, you would be uh, the, the, the Son of God to them in their life in so many ways. Lord, I lift them up to you and ask you to bless them. May your grace flow into their, into their life and may there be true healing and wholeness. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll say to you, I teach you a Hebrew word, shalom, peace. We hear it every day, shalom, shalom. And good morning, Boker Tov from Jerusalem. Look forward to seeing you over here, but talking to you next week. I love you. God bless.